This is a Baby, welcome to the party. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back here to Pure Finesse with the host, Jay Merch, and the unregistered, unsolicited scam artist from his home in Thoreau, Ontario, Malcolm Govius. Malcolm. Not unnecessary. I don't think so. <clears throat> I think it was 115% necessary because you, my friend, Love to make the worst trades of all time in fantasy. Anyway. I haven't, I haven't offered you anything in like three weeks, four because weeks. Because I'm sick of it. And I'm I sure haven't you offered you anything. It, so. I haven't offered. I could. I could be getting LeBron from staff right now. One for one. Two for two. Oh, yeah. But on this beautiful Monday afternoon, we're going to get back at it with the free agency. Let's go in through 50, numbers 59 through 40. And the first one on the list, once Malcolm wakes up, is number 59. From the Seattle Seahawks, linebacker K.J. Wright. Him and Bobby Wagner were arguably the best two defenders on that Seattle defense last year and had a lot of holes. And him, K.J. Wright, and Bobby Wagner were the two guys you could really rely on just to play really solid, sound football. And he's up for free agency. So where do you see him ending up? I think he stays with the Seahawks because, like he said, their defense wasn't amazing last year. And like, like, like Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright are two guys that Seattle has to keep. And I feel like they have to keep some of these guys if they want to keep Russell Wilson too, because Russ may want. I know his O line's a problem, but he wants a good team around him too on the defensive side. So KJ Wright, one guy that can really do it all on the defensive side uh, as a linebacker. I think he'll sign two years with Seattle. I think so too. Um, him and Bobby, like I've already mentioned, him and Bobby Wagner were the two constants that you know would play unbelievable football every <clears throat> every game, every snap. And he's probably him and Bobby are the heartbeat of the whole team. Him, him, Wagner, and Jamal Adams are the three really solid guys that you can rely on in defense and as a whole team to keep the energy up there. So I think they need to resign KJ Wright just to keep you know an identity to Seattle's defense. Number fifty-eight, a guy who escaped resurged his career last season after having some very off-par, off-caliber years up to his stature, and that's Xavier Rhodes, cornerback of the Indianapolis Colts. Malcolm, I see a theme here with your picks. Yeah, and I think a lot of these picks, uh, I'm seeing if, like the next few, I think these guys are going to stay with their teams, and I think uh, Indianapolis, uh, they might let go of some other guys on the defensive side of the ball, but Xavier Rhodes, like you said, really picked it up last year, kind of struggled when he was on Minnesota, um, what that one year and he kind of fell off and he came back next, last year and Indianapolis had a great defense. So I think they're going to keep him around and I think they'll keep him for three more years. Um, and hopefully that he continues to play the same football he did last year. Yeah. He well, same one year with the Colts, you know, bet on yourself and see if he could rekindle that old match. He used to have the pro bowl caliber talent that we know Xavier Rose to have. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going somewhere else, you know, a team that probably needs a veteran cornerback and a team that has a very good young cornerback. And that guy's uh, from the Ohio State University, Mr. Jeff Okuda, fourth overall pick, uh, you know. And I see Xavier Rhodes going to Detroit on a two-year deal. Um, That's not bad. That's not bad. I, I, I like that because, like you said, with Okuda, the Rhodes can really teach him. And they lost Darius Slay, right? So they need that other veteran back there, I think. I think Malcolm's uh, keeping his hand underneath the table here. A little walk a walk of sports gathering action here with the Detroit Lions pick. <laughs> Number 57, a guy, again, who kind of researched his career last year. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver from the Las Vegas Raiders. That's not going to sound normal for a long time. Uh, Nelson 
Aguilar. You know him to be, you know, the guy on the Philadelphia Eagles and won the Super Bowl. Uh, had an off, had an off caliber year two years ago, and one year bet on your subcontract with the Raiders, and he became not right away, but during the season he, he came on a long way and became one of Derek Carr's go-to guys. So do you see him? No, I already gave it away, but where do you see him going? I, yeah, I think he's going to stay with the Colts. I'm not the Colts. I'm reading yours. The Raiders again uh, for two more years. He, like you said, he played great last year. Uh, Vegas, one of those teams that really needs to get a bunch of star players around their team, like on their team, I think, to really have a chance because they're one of those teams. They're always kind of like mid mid pack, and they're not even they're not like really really bad. Sometimes they are, but like usually they're in the middle of the pack and they're not ever really really good. So hopefully Nelson Aguilar, he could have a breakout season, become one of those best receivers in the league or top receivers in the league. I don't see that happening, but he can make a name for himself even more than he has now. So I say I'm sticking with the uh, Raiders. I see him going to the team we just mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts. I see why, because T.Y. Hilton had a very, very off part here last year. Yeah. And he's up yeah. for free agency. So I don't see Indianapolis trying to resign T.Y. for as much as he's given to that organization. But Nelson Nicola kind of fits the same profile as T.Y. Hilton, you know, and he's a lot, he's a bit younger. And you know how good he was with Carson Wentz and Frank Reich in Philly. So I don't see any reason why he wouldn't want to be going to Indianapolis. True. Number 56, defensive tackle from the New York Giants, Dobbin Tomlinson. Um, that front seven in New York is, I would say, very underrated last year because you have him, you have Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence. And one of the focal points of this team was Dobbin Tomlinson, and he's up for agency. So, and I'll give it away. So why do you see him going back to New York? Yeah, he's going back to New York for three more years. I think he's got to stay with this team. This team is a young team still, and they got a lot of talent there. We kind of saw him last year where like, everyone kind of thought they'd be really bad, and the whole NFC East was really bad. But they did have moments of promise on both ends of the ball, and that's a big reason to – I think Tomlinson was a big reason for that. So I don't see why you'd let him go. Uh, stick with him. Hopefully you can make some moves this offseason in the draft and better your team. And – make a push and keep him for three more years. What about you? Yeah, I see him resigning with New York too. Um, he's one of the good positive points of New York's team because on the offensive side of the ball, it was pretty far-fetched from really good breakout years for anybody on the offensive side of the ball. But that was Tomlinson, that defense was one of the more underrated defensive units in the NFL last season, whether you look at secondary or in the interior. So I think they want to keep this core group together on the defensive side of the ball. And I think realistically, they'll be the NFC East champions this come January wow. of 2022. Hot take, hot take. Number 55, cornerback for the LA Rams, uh, Troy Hill. Not the guy you think of when you say cornerback of the Los Angeles Rams, but he's no slouch. But like I've been saying, Malcolm is not steering away from the teams that they are already with. So why are he resigning? I'm saying I don't see why you would want to leave. You're getting another quarterback in Matthew Stafford coming to play with you. Um, I know he doesn't play together with him, but they're saying you're bringing a better quarterback than I think than Jared Goff. And you have Jalen Ramsey. Why would you not want to play beside Jalen Ramsey? Who would pass up that opportunity, right? So you're going to probably see more action too since people are, going to, are not going to throw to Jalen Ramsey. I think the team believes in him. I see him signing two more years with the Rams. Yeah, I just see him signing one more year. I just think that it's really not – a whole lot of money on the market for Troy Hill because again, they're playing with Jane Ramsey. So you're not seeing the best receivers. So, yeah. I mean, I think the Rams are going to be a good team next year. So I would say like, they're probably going to be in the playoffs one way or another. And if Troy Hill really balls out, like 
we could, probably can. And he can get some money somewhere else, but I just don't think this last season was the uh, the season that he wanted to – he can cash out on free agency. Number 54, cornerback of the Seattle Seahawks, Mr. Quinton Dunbar. Secondary in Seattle was a bit <laughs> – minus Jamal Adams. So, yeah, does he do they stick with uh, the guy they know, Quinton Dunbar? I think they do. He kind of – I saw him last year. I was watching the games, and he was playing pretty decent – the whole team didn't play great, so I don't think you can really pin it on one player because, like you said, the defense wasn't amazing, and there's a few guys that stood out. Quentin Dunbar, I feel like you just got to keep him around. I say a one-year deal, kind of prove it with the Seahawks again and say, hey, can you keep, can you play better than you did last season and help this team win, make a deep playoff run? If not, then he's going elsewhere next year, but one more year with the Seattle Seahawks. I'm venturing off. I will be saying that he's going to go play for a two-year deal with the Cincinnati Bengals, play alongside Drake Kirkpatrick. Uh, seasoned veteran, Dunbar, he knows how to play the game. He's been on some good teams. And I think that's very, very valuable to a team who's been absolutely dog water for the last five, six years in Cincinnati. Yeah, so absolutely. being a nice veteran presence like Quentin Dunbar, I think will go a long way in Cincy. Malcolm, I cannot believe the first guy, you're, this, this next guy on the list is the first guy you're picking to not re-sign with this team. Uh, you're not showing your beautiful face for obvious reasons because this guy is Bud Dupree edge rusher amazing. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's amazing, and it just sucks that he tore his I think ACL. He's about to, I think Malcolm is about to cry on air. I don't know. He might have to get the cry back here. The like a little, your Oscars back. moment here. I'm holding back the tears. But I don't – if I think he – if he didn't tore his ACL well, – It's like T.O. It's like Terrell Owens right now. It's my teammate. It's my quarterback. <laughs> That's my quarterback. But it's my edge rusher. And – if he did tear his ACL, I think he wouldn't be staying with the Pittsburgh Steelers because they would see how much value he brings to the team. But since he tore his ACL, it's going to be tough to really go anywhere else. He's going to have to prove it with the team, obviously. And I think a team that he could go to is the Tennessee Titans. Go there, play in Tennessee for one year, try it out. But like, uh, like I'm going to say, I don't want to see him go, but there's so many people that Pittsburgh has to decide on, like who they want to keep, who they don't want to keep. There's other names that we're going to get to in this list at some point. Uh, a big Ben, his contract got renegotiated. They're saving $5 million, but still, that's, I don't think that's enough to keep Bud Dupree around because he's pretty good. He's like him and TJ Watt. If they're both healthy on the same team, that's almost, they, they're getting through anybody, right? So, not the Browns. Well, he wasn't healthy, so you, you don't know. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to go one year, two, yeah, one year to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I cannot wait to see Bud Dupree out of the AFC North. I am the first person to sign that petition. Uh, he will not be re-signed with Pittsburgh as much as to my delight. Cannot wait to see that happen. But he's going to be, I think he's going to the Seattle Seahawks. I think Seattle has wow. not had an edge rusher in a very long time, a good edge rusher in a long time. And Bud Dupree's there. He's done it. He knows how to do it. He's not a young kid. Uh, he's a very good, reliable guy that can get to the quarterback. And that seems to be Seattle's issue right now. So barring the health of Bud Dupree, I think he's signing a two-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. Number 52, a good, good edge rusher, seasoned veteran, again, from the L.A. Chargers, Melvin Ingram the third. Malcolm, yeah. we have the same team here. Yeah, I, and I think we know why, because this team don't, doesn't have a great edge rusher. Uh, that's what they're lacking, I think, on the defensive side of the ball, and they have a great offense. And it's the Buffalo Bills. 
And I think Melvin Ingram would fit nicely in Buffalo. I think they have, they're available. Like they have the money to sign them if they want to. I think they'll sign them to two years in Buffalo. And they're going to be a real team to look out for again. Like, like last year, they were pretty, they were really, really good. They're going to even be better next year. So if they make these signings and we're right on these predictions, just watch out Super Bowl contenders next year. Yeah, I think NFL free agency begins in the week of March 19th. I want to step the new year begins. So I can't wait to see when we're right or wrong because I'm sure we're going to be talking some smack talk, whoever gets the right most picks on it. But yeah, the Buffalo Bills has been a glaring issue, has not been, they don't have a very good pass rush because Ed Oliver is very good, but he's on the interior, so he doesn't get the quarterback very often. And they have very good linebackers and a very good secondary. So really, if they can get a good veteran player like Melvin Ingram to solidify the edge, could be up there for your top three Super Bowl odds for next year. I'm saying. Yeah. Number 51, cornerback of the San Francisco 49ers. Mr. Jason Verrett career has been ravaged by injury as now I think he's played a full season ever in the NFL. Um, so I think a lot of teams might be taking a chance on Jason Verrett, wherever he goes. So where do you see him ending up? Well, I think there's, he's going to stay with the team he's on now and stick with him because you can't really knock him for a poor performance if he's injured. Right. So I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to keep players around. I know we talked about this in earlier episodes on this list that their defense uh, they they're keeping some guys around that you think are going to be kept around, but I think Jason Barrett will stay with the 49ers uh, for two more years. Exactly. I think the only way he goes with anybody is with San Francisco. I think he needs to prove to everybody else in the league that he can stay healthy and play a full season because it's just, it's mm-hmm. been a, like, it's almost, it's, he's an older version of Derwin James because Derwin James, I don't think has played a full season in the NFL career has been ravaged by injury, just like Jason Barrett has. He was a pro bowler for, and now he's yeah. getting sticks and pucks. More than Cam Newton, though, of course. More than Cam Newton. Uh, number 50, Super Bowl champion. Biggest partier in the NFL. More than Malcolm, you can believe that. I can't say that with a grain of salt. Ten, tight end of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mr. Rob Gronkowski. Robert. Does he, does he play another year of football? I think so. Why not? I, I, I see you don't even have a team down here. You think he's going to retire? I think he's going to have one more year with the Buccaneers. You can't pass out playing with the GOAT, Tom Brady. You just won a Super Bowl. Go back to back if you want. They could do it. They're trying to renegotiate Tom Brady's contract to keep players, get new players in the team. I don't see why he wouldn't play with them. And he still wants, I, I say maybe he has a good two or three years left in, left in him. So I say one year deal with the Bucs. I think he's retiring. He's, he's, no, won, a, he's won a Super Bowl with Tampa. I think he just wants to crack a couple cold ones, go on the yacht, the Gronk yacht, party with the boys, and enjoy life. I think I think he has proved to everybody that he is one of the best tight ends of all time. He's probably the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl. I think he's got nothing else to prove except for the love of the game if he wants to come back. So I don't think – I think this is it. For Rob Gronkowski in the NFL. See him in five years in Canton, Ohio. Number 49, cornerback of the New York Jets. Former Super Bowl guy with the Atlanta Falcons, Mr. Brian Poole. New York was just terrible all around last year. So do they bring back Brian Poole? I think so. I think they'll bring him back. They're a shit team, bro. Like, holy, I hate watching them play. When they lost to Vegas and they blitzed them and... Vegas got the Hail Mary winner. I was just, what are you doing, man? That was the, They were going to get their first win this season, that game. And no, no, let's just choke it. I think they need to keep the uh, brand pool around. I think they'll sign two years with the Jets. Kind of maybe proving, like, hey, uh, keep me around because I can play. Maybe it's the management's fault and not me. And they have their new head coach, 
who I think is going to be great. Salah. Yeah, Salah is going to be a great head coach, in my opinion. So I don't see a lot of players maybe wanting to leave if he's coaching and they'll try the new head coaching style, not Adam Gase. Yeah, do you want some of the biggest choke job the Jets have done this year? The biggest choke job was not getting the first overall pick. Like, yeah, they're so oh bad goodness. that they can't even finish last. That's how bad they are. That's insane. Holy like, it's absolute pathetic organization. So hopefully Robert Sack can turn that around. But I do see Brian Poole leaving the Meadowlands and going to a team who's probably worse off, if, if you can believe that, a team that's worse off than New York Jets. And that's the Houston Texans. Yeah, oh, my goodness, yeah. Just, I think there's going to be filling this team with veterans because I don't think they're just going to be saying, here, here's some cash because no one else if, wants to play here. So here's some cash. back with a center uh, who goes in, who was retired. I couldn't, I can't remember who it was. But they just brought back some guy. I think he was retired. And then he's now he just signed with the Houston Texans because they're just going to bring in everyone. Exactly, right? So, right? Like, if it's an easy paycheck, I mean, why not? I, he, I can play for the, I'll play for the Houston Texans for going gave me <laughs> six times more than Cam Newton's getting paid. Exactly. <laughs> easy money. Number 48, cornerback of the Dallas Cowboys. I say this with a grain of salt, too. Probably the best cornerback on Dallas right now, and that's Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Woods, excuse me. Yeah, this Woods. defense, man. Anywhere you look at it, had band-aids and issues yeah. everywhere. They're not though. And they really missed Byron Jones last year. And it was oh, clearly yeah. obvious for how bad they played. I think they were definitely in the bottom five of the league for a moment of points against. So do they even does Big Jerry even think about re-signing this guy? I think they do. I think they'll sign him for three more years. Uh He's not. He's no slouch, right? He's not a bad cornerback. He's still good at his position and good at the game of football. So I think you want to keep those good guys around. Let go of the guys that kind of disappointed you last year. Not the guys who got injured, but the guys who just didn't live up to expectations or who couldn't perform. So I'd say keep Woods on the team three more years. I think so too. I think he's also, he's going to stay and big dude because mm-hmm. I think he was the best cornerback last year on Dallas. And I think this it's, it's not a very rich free agency class in terms of cornerbacks, unless they want to improve it through trade or through the draft. But it's, I don't think it's worth the development process. If you're going to sign this guy for two or three years, and when you guys ready in the draft, put him out the door. Number 47, the backup tight end for the Los Angeles Rams after the emergence of Tyler Higbee the last couple of seasons. Yeah, Gerald Everett, he was the guy when they made the Super Bowl the Rams. So he's no slouch, good veteran tight end. Where does he end up? I think he'll go play with young Joe, Joey Burrow in Cincinnati, play with the Bengals. Cause I think they're in need of a good tight end, good veteran tight end, a uh, big guy who can just go up, catch the ball. Everett's that guy. Like you said, he has the experience. He's been in the Super Bowl. Having that veteran experience around this young uh, Cincinnati team will be good for that offense. So I think two years with the Bengals. I think the same way in terms of young quarterbacks, but this guy is not even in the league yet, and that's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So I'm praying that this happens because Gerald Everett, I believe, will be signing a two-year deal with Jacksonville Jaguars. Oof. They need a tight end. Tyler Eifert is the tight end right now, but he's more he's more injury-prone than a lot of players in the NFL. And if they have a nice, reliable tight end, then you know he can play at least more than half the season, unlike Tyler Eifert, and pair him with Trevor Lawrence, I think it's a very good recipe. Number 46, defensive tackle for the Denver Broncos, Mr. Shelby Harris. Denver was a pretty bad team Harris. last year. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Where do you see him ending up? Did you ask? You lagged out. I didn't hear what you said. Where do you see him ending up? 
Oh, where do I see him ending up? I see him ending up in Houston with the Texans. Uh, like you said, they're going to bring in some veteran guys, some guys who just want to play some football. Shelby Harris uh, coming off last year, not great. So I don't know if Denver wants to keep him around uh, just because of how poor the team performed. But I know you think differently, but I think two years with the Texans. Yeah, I just think he's going to sign a one-year deal back with Denver. Um, this is, I think it's going to be for sticks and pucks. I mean, mm-hmm. Denver, I think I there's really nothing that excites me about this Denver Broncos team, minus your two receivers and Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton. Yeah, so, really- yeah exactly. Right, waste of talents right now. So if they can figure it on the offense side of the ball, I think defense will slowly get there, hopefully. 45, wide receiver of the Detroit Lions, Mr. Marvin Jones Jr. He was the guy there for a long time in Detroit. And then they drafted this guy named Kenny Galladay, who has had played unbelievable football for them in the last two seasons. Yep. So Marvin Jones is not used to playing second fiddle. So where do you see him ending up? I think, like you said, he wants to be number one, right? So I think going to Miami would be a good fit for him. Uh, Get 2-0 with this good uh, veteran receiver on your team. I know, I know a lot of people don't believe in Tua Tagovailoa. I said that right. But um, I think if he has some good weapons around him, that he can prove people wrong, prove the haters wrong. So I think Marvin Jones would be a great fit for Miami, signing three years there. Can't wait to see if this actually happens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think this guy is going to the guy team that you see if you can read it is the first name you can read on the sweater, and that is the Cleveland Browns on a two-year deal. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland's receivers last year lack size. There's really nobody that's really tall. You can toss up and win a jump ball with like a Mike Evans kind of guy in Tampa Bay. And Marvin Jones fits that profile. They're not going to be able to resign Rashard Higgins, I think. And if Marvin Jones wants to take a pay cut, you know, to try to win a Super Bowl, which the Browns can live realistically. You, can, you, be- you better believe it. You better believe it. You better believe it. Marvin Jones, Jarvis Landry, and OBJ. Who is stopping that? And who's stopping it? Tell me. Pittsburgh de- defense. Plain and simple. Oh, Pittsburgh yeah. defense. It's a lot. 44, number four, edge rusher for the Baltimore Ravens, who we could probably say a bunch of teams over the last yeah. couple of seasons, although this guy's been bounced around. Yeah. Yannick Ngakwe played for the Jaguars. He's played for the Vikings. He's now played for the Ravens. Jeez. He's going to another team. He's good too. Like, I don't know why he's bouncing around so much. And I think he's going to find a nice little home for four years in the Big Apple in New York with the New York Giants, not the Jets. Uh, I think with the Giants, that'd be a good fit for him. Like you said, we were talking about the Giants already. They need a good edge rusher too. Um, I can't remember who we were just talking about, who the edge rusher was. Well, Tomlinson, right? So have one on each side. I think that'll be a good combo to have. I don't see him re-signing with Baltimore. I don't think he'll re-sign with Baltimore because I think they're going to bring bringing some new faces on that defensive side. So I predict four years with the Giants. I think he's going to be or signing a two-year deal with the Denver Broncos. Just more veteran players in Denver. I think is going to be a very nice ma- match for him at least. Um, I don't. I think his time, his prime, has kind of passed him off. For how much time he's passed around, he's been passed around more than your neighborhood prostitute. Um, it's just, yeah. So I do think he's going to go with the Denver Broncos. 43, one of the more underrated fantasy receivers of all of last year, wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers, Mr. Curtis Samuel from the Ohio State University. He's not bad. He's no slouch. Last year, I think I had him for a couple of weeks, uh, like off the waiver wire. 
um, in fantasy, and he was a good pickup. He was really good. He all the like all the receivers. They didn't do much getting tight, uh, getting touchdowns, but they were able to catch the ball and get a lot of yards. Curtis Samuel, I don't see him signing with the Panthers again because they're going to keep some other guys there. But I think a team that really needs a wide receiver is uh, the Washington football team. And they just let go of Alex Smith. Uh, I made predictions for future uh, quarterbacks that I think will sign with Washington in the next episode. But I think he'll be a good uh, fit here uh, with this quarterback who I think is going to sign there. And the team's young too, right? And Or they could try it out with Taylor Haneke, right? Our, and he played good against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champions. He was probably the – gave them the hardest time. So if he gets Curtis Samuel on his team and then he has um, – what's his name? Why am I blanking? Scary Terry. Scary Terry McLaurin. Um, I think that's a good duo to have uh, for any quarterback. So Washington, I feel a good fit for three years. Yeah, I really don't see – I mean, I don't think Carolina necessarily needs to resign Curtis Samuel because I don't think you would expect how good a season Robbie Anderson had. Yeah, or DJ Moore. Last year. So, exactly. A team that needs a good slot receiver, I think a guy could really use a good receiver, and they, they just released Golden Tate, and that's the New York football giants. Yeah. I think Curtis Samuel would mesh perfectly with that scheme. Uh, Danny Dimes needs a good receiver, and I think Curtis Samuel, if he could, has, has the weapons around him and a good – off our good quarterback throwing the ball like Danny Dimes has shown, I think it could be a really good, possibly number one receiver in the NFL. Wow. 42. Wow. Edge rusher of the LA Rams. Again, underrated because of the other guy there on that defensive line, number 99. Who, That's Leonard who, Floyd. Who, uh, who's 99? I don't know. Aaron Donald? Yeah, I know. Yeah, nice. No one talks about how good Leonard Floyd has been for the Rams because of Aaron Donald. So, I think a lot of teams, I think, will underappreciate this guy's value. So where do you see him ending up? So we just talked about the Ravens, right? How they're not going to have Ngakwe. I think Leonard Floyd will come over to Baltimore. And that's going to be scary for our teams because we know how good Baltimore has been playing and how good they're continue, they're going to continue to play because of the signings that – or because of the attraction that people want to go play there. So I think Leonard Floyd will play with Baltimore, sign for three years, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And hopefully uh, – they dismantle Cleveland, but Pittsburgh will have their way. With them. <laughs> I think not. I think Leonard Floyd's going to be ending up with a team again. Needs a pass rusher, but it's going to be in the NFC, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles on a two-year deal. Philly was an absolute, like, let's not be around the bush. Philly was a dumpster fire last year, everywhere you look at it. Uh, I think they had really nobody, no presence on the outside of the line. Only Fletcher Cox really was the only guy who can get pressure on the quarterback. And I think a good young player, Leonard Floyd, could definitely help out Philly because they will be itching for playoff football at a good season after the monstrosity of last year. Number 41, tackle of the Buffalo Bills, Mr. Daryl Williams. You saw how good Buffalo's offensive line has been the last couple of seasons, protecting Josh Allen, making him do his things, and being Josh Allen, being an MVP candidate. So does he try to resign in Buffalo? I think he'll resign in Buffalo. I see, like like you said, they've been t- really good. Uh, Daryl Williams playing really good, protecting Josh Allen. I don't see why Bills would want to get rid of him. So I'd say three more years with the Bills. Keep him around. Keep this team together as right now while you can because they're really good. And th- they're a young team too, so keep him around. Yeah, I think so too. I think this is it's winner, winner go home. For the Super Bowl or bust, that's a better way of saying it, for the Buffalo yeah, Bills in the next couple of seasons. It will be. The last guy on our list for today, number 40, running back of the Seattle Seahawks, Mr. Chris Carson. One healthy can be a Pro Bowl running back. And I when say healthy. when healthy. Yes, yeah. exactly. So 
Does some teams want to take a chance on Chris Carson, knowing that he probably will not play the full 16 games? I think a team, we just talked about them, that has a good opportunity to do that is the Buffalo Bills. And because they have Devin Singletary and Zach Moss there. So those two guys haven't really played up to the same caliber as I think the Bills were expecting. So getting Chris Carson in there, if he's healthy, he can play every all those 16 games. But if he does not play all those 16 games, then you can rely on Matt Moss and Singletary when you don't really need to because you have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So you don't really need to be running the ball that much. But if you have Chris Carson, you're kind of tricking teams like, hey, this guy can run the ball. Are they going to run it? Or are they going to rely on Josh Allen's legs and arms? So I think getting Chris Carson will be good for them. Signed, uh, how many years did I say? Three years with the Bills. Yeah, he's one of the better passing or receiving running backs in the NFL. Yeah. But cool teams in the NFL, they have this lovely thing in their back pocket, and it's called the franchise tag. And I think mm-hmm. Chris Carson is going to be a victim of the franchise tag and will uh, will default sign a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks because of it. Um, I just don't see any scenario of how Seattle can improve on the running backs of the ball, unless it's through the draft, which I don't see that happening yeah. because they got to protect that guy wearing number three. And I believe that pick is going to be going to in the draft. Yeah. So I think they just, they, they live with Chris Carson playing and, you know, missing a little bit of games because they got that guy that likes to cook wearing number three in Seattle. That will do it for today through 60 through 40. Next time, Malcolm, me and him will be doing the numbers 39 through 20. We're getting close to the end because the NFL league year is just around the corner. And you know what's just around the corner, Malcolm? I believe it's coming up in six days, and that's Selection Sunday. So next episode, we are going to be getting into the terms and conditions for what should be a pretty sweet giveaway for March Madison Gear Finesse here. So until then, it's Jacob. And Cole.